Hey everyone, it's the dad who knows nothing. I'm very excited about this episode because it talks about communication. How much better would your life be if you were a top-notch communicator? How much more effective would you be in your job? And how much more effective would you be in your relationships with family and friends? I sat down with Brendan Kumarasamai, who is the founder of the YouTube channel Master Talk where his goal is to make you a top 1% communicator. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Give some really good practical tips that we can do every day to be a better communicator and excel in this underrated skill in life. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Happy Friday to everybody. Have a great one. In a world where everyone knows everything. <laughs> yeah, right. One dad stands below everyone and yells, I know nothing. Please welcome. Please welcome. This is the Dad Who Knows Nothing podcast. Hello, everyone. This is the Dad Who Knows Nothing podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hiltz, and very excited to have with me today, Brendan, because it's on the topic of communication and how to be a great communicator, whether that's public speaking or just communicating in your daily life. And Brendan is someone who has a YouTube channel entitled Master Talk, and he also has a website, rockstarcommunicator.com where he'll offer free training to entrepreneurs and to executives on how to be a rock star when it comes to communication. So appreciate you giving me a few minutes of your time, uh, Brendan, and happy to have you. Hey, the honor is absolutely mine, Dana. It's great to be on. So one of the questions that I always start out every podcast when I talk to someone about is the journey. So how did they get to doing this for your life's work? So for you, how did you get to a point where you said, you know what, I'm really good at this communication public speaking thing, and I think that I can provide a lot of value to somebody who wants to learn. So talk me through your journey to, to where you are today. Absolutely, brother. So, so when I was in university slash college, I went to business school and I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So while other guys my age were playing football or soccer or basketball, things you probably wouldn't see me playing, I did the nerd version of that, which is presentations. And that's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, Dana, I had the idea for Master Talk because I realized as I was coaching a lot of the younger students back then that everything that was in my mind wasn't available for free on the internet. So while I was working a corporate job at IBM, I was there for a few years, I was making YouTube videos in my basement to help people with their communication skills. And then a few years later, it turned to what it is today. Nice. So uh, can you give me an example of something that you presented on in university? You remember your favorite? Yeah, for sure. No one usually asks you that. I would say there's a lot of competitions out there. So they range from different topics. Think of it like a, a company giving you an idea. Let's say Nike comes in and says, you know, Dana, Brendan, I need you to come up with a new shoe and release it in a country. What should we do? And then all of these students would come and try and find solution and pitch it directly to the executives of the company. And they would use it as a recruitment tool to pick out the best students and hire them into the organization before their bachelor's or their master's degrees finished. I would say my favorite one is probably my first one. 
And it was a water, it was like a bottling company where the task of the presentation is actually a very difficult case. There, you know, those coffee creams that people pour in from Starbucks or, sure. or different coffees. So a lot of those, those creams, when we buy them in grocery stores, they're usually in a fridge. They're usually refrigerated. Whereas the case was around, how do you sell coffee cream that doesn't require refrigeration? Oh. And the reason the case was so difficult was because a lot of the Americans or Canadians, we don't want to buy something that's not a refrigerator because we don't think it's it's healthy or usable. So yeah, that was the case. It was a really tough case. And we're practicing directly to the CEO. And I was like 19 years old. So it was hilarious. Wow. So you, you definitely got thrust right into the lines then for that one. Yeah, yeah. it didn't go so well. <laughs> well, that's probably where you learned uh, some of your most important lessons. From, Absolutely. You know, sometimes you learn more from failure than, and it's not really failure if you learn from it, right? 100%. So when you talk about public speaking, and whenever I think about public speaking, I think about the quote from Jerry Seinfeld, you've probably heard it, is that most people, the scariest thing that they'd ever do, they'd rather die than be in front of people speaking. And so he took it one step further. And he said, so that means at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. And so you've probably run into this with people who said, oh, I'd never be able to get up there and, and talk. So what's the biggest challenge in your mind with public speaking that people have? Absolutely, Dana. So a couple of thoughts there. You know, the first one, and yeah, definitely that, that quote is a classic. I would say the first piece is around what does communication even mean? Because a lot of us think it's about getting on a stage or giving this big presentation or getting a big promotion at work. When many times, Dana, it's more about the relationships we have with the people around us. Communication is about leading a fulfilling life, not just getting a pay raise at work. It's the way that we talk to our significant other, the way that we talk to our children, the way that we talk to our nieces and nephews, the strangers that help us order food at a restaurant, the waiters, the way that we travel. So when we start to think of communication from that way, we start to see a correlation between speaking more effectively in general and leading a more fulfilling life. So that's the one piece. And that leads us to a question. And the question I'd love for your audience to reflect on is how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? Think about the fights that you have with your family. What if those fights suddenly disappeared? How amazing would your life be? Start dreaming about that. The other piece to your question, Dana, is around where does the challenge come from? And there's two facets around that. The first facet is the education system, right? The way that we're raised, the way that we're taught communication is not the same that we're taught sports. So if we're doing sports and we think back to our childhood memories, for some of us, and a lot of the audience are dads, it was probably a while back. When you go back into those childhood memories, you think of a lot of happy times, where you're watching sports games with your family, you're playing basketball outside on the road with your friends, and those memories stay with you throughout your life. But when you think about presentations and public speaking, Dana, you think about stress, you think right. about mandatory, you think about really bad nightmares that carry with you. So a lot of that is the emotion that's attached as well. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great point. And I never thought of it that way. So great. So where did the idea of master talk come from then? You know, I know you touched on a little bit from university, but uh, can you expound a little more on that? Yeah, of course. Happy to. So when I was towards the end of my, probably my last year of my bachelor's my, in university, I realized 
when I was concluding my case competitions, think of it kind of like a, a professional athlete retiring from the game. So one, one day you wake up and there's millions of people cheering you on the next day. Nobody, nobody knows who you are anymore. That right. that's kind of the feeling I had on a much, much, much smaller scale, obviously. So, so one day I was, you know, the guy who was coaching all of these students to go on and win international competitions in Serbia and Australia, all across the globe to being a corporate employee. And, and when that shift happened to me, you know, I started asking myself the deeper questions of life, which is, how do I actually make a difference in the world? What am I actually going to do in my life that will create significant impact for other people? And there's a great quote that I got from one of my heroes, the CEO of Charity Water, Scott Harrison, from his book, Thirst. And in his book, he, the quote was, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. And when I heard that quote, I just asked myself, what am I doing in life that can live forever? And I realized that completely by accident, I was the youngest professional speech coach in the world because by the age of 22, I had already started coaching CEOs, mostly for free back then. And I had probably helped like 50, 70 people learn how to talk before, you know, People even thought of considering that as a career for themselves. So I had a unique positioning where I was young enough to help people who are the younger generation, but it had the expertise to coach people that are older than me. So I went for it. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and it gives you a good uh, sample size of the value that you're bringing to them. Absolutely. So you talk about practice, you compare it to sports, and obviously a lot of time spent to become adept at those things. So what what are some of the things that people can practice to be a better communicator, whether that's just within their family or if it is in a public venue? Absolutely. So I'll give you what I call the easy threes. So the easy threes are three easy exercises people can do every day Dana, and be able to improve their communication without having to go on a stage, without having to sing Kumbaya. Like This is easy stuff that people can implement. And I know dads are busy because they got kids to manage, they got, they got families to manage, so, so it'll be easy to implement as well. So let's go to exercise number one, the random word exercise. All you have to do is pick a random word like phone, like camera, like headset, like tissue box, and create presentations out of thin air. And the reason these exercises are so effective is what I always tell people is if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. And it's also fun to do. And let me throw a bonus on top of that, that the best dads I know implement that I help is do this with your kids. Don't just do this with yourself. Make it a fun, interactive exercise. You'd be shocked. There's kids who are five years old, seven years old. You can do it as young as three, honestly, and just have fun with it. And it holds you accountable to doing it because you'll realize your kids are better at doing it than you are. Right. right. So that's the that's the first exercise. Second one is called the question drill. Have we ever been in a situation where we get asked questions that we don't know the answer to? Happens all the time at work when our significant other asks us a question. Hey, like, uh, did you do this? You're like, oh, I didn't think of that question. <laughs> I should have probably thought of that one. So the question drill is super simple, Dana. All you got to do is five minutes every day, one question. Ask yourself, guess. What's one question that somebody is going to ask me at work or in my family? Whether it's my kid is going to ask me to play for something or, or ask me for money, whatever the question is. Spend one minute reflecting on it, four minutes writing the answer. And if you write the answer to one question, just one, every single day for a year, you'll have answered 
365 questions, which will make you unstoppable at answering questions in a way that you come off calmly and confidently. Last one, video messages. And this is especially for dads and men. Uh, a lot of us don't really have support groups. And I, I know you talk a lot about this, I'm sure, on your show, where you know the average woman talks to each other on a very frequent basis. Whereas if men are best friends, Dana, they could go a month without speaking and right. they don't see a difference. Video messages are a way for us to show appreciation. I'm not asking the dads on this podcast to post on social media. It might not be worth it for you. But what I will say is that the three men in your life, the five guy friends in your life that you really appreciate, I do this with my guy friends, by the way. So I hold myself to the fire too. Hmm. I send them video messages, 20 seconds. That's it. Just saying, hey, Dana, I really appreciate what you do at the podcast. Really great to see you supporting all these incredible fathers in the world. Keep doing what you're doing. It's easy. It's simple. And trust me, people appreciate it. So just spend five minutes sending three video messages to people who have already poured into you. Yeah, those are three good things. I I'm, wrote down some notes. I'm going to have to do those. So very yeah, cool. Yeah. So what do you think is the difference when you're talking about actually presenting? So if it's in a corporate environment or you're presenting something, and you're presenting to a group. Can you walk me through the differences as far as one-to-one -one conversation versus presenting in a group? What, what kind of things do you need to consider? Absolutely, brother. So, so there's two parts to this. One part is the work situation that we'll talk about, but the other part is the family that I'd love to throw in. Because I have feeling that if I just focus on work, people won't implement the advice I'm going to share. So, mm -hmm. so here, here's what I'd love to consider. Let's say you're listening to this right now and you're a busy father. Right, you got two kids. Let's say one of them is five years old, one of them seven, and you don't have a lot of time to talk to them. Maybe you're a busy consultant. Maybe you're traveling around. Video messages is your gateway to connection. It's your ability to send a video message to your seven-year-old daughter, where let's say, let's assume a heterosexual relationship, where your your wife might send that video message to their seven-year-old and say, "Look what daddy did." That doesn't take a long time. That takes 20 seconds out of your life that you can give at any moment of the day. It could even be at midnight when you're done working. If you're really, really busy and you're a senior executive, I encourage you to take those 20 seconds because you don't get those 20 seconds back. You don't get that childhood back. So really don't, if you don't want to do it for work, don't do it for work. And I'll talk about the work piece, but do it for the family, do it for the people around you. Trust me. Those are the memories that your children will remember. Even if I don't have kids, I, I just feel like repeat this so many times, the dads I coach that, <laughs> that uh, I think I've kind of uh, created my own kids at some point. So that's one piece. The other piece is work. So here's what I'll say, Dana. When we think about one-on-one -on -one versus group, one-on-one, -on -one, what I would say, the biggest area of improvement that I see is the, the feedback meetings. When we're talking with people and we're giving feedback, a lot of dads, when they give feedback, they give informational feedback. Okay, Dana, this is what you can do better. Brendan, this is what you can do better next time versus inspiring feedback. Dana, what can I do to support you this quarter? You know, you've been working so hard in this company. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Or Brendan, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Be more inspiring with the way that we deliver feedback so that more people admire you and more people in your family admire you too in your day-to-day -day life. The other piece around group that I'll say really quick is that the difference between one-on-one -on -one and group is when you're in a group presentation, your weakest link can sink the entire ship. So it's, it's your responsibility as the leader to make sure 
that everyone in the group is well focused and organized. And the last piece is don't mess up the QA. Make sure that people aren't contradicting each other in the questions and answers period, or it'll destroy the entire credibility of the presentation. Yeah, I actually just witnessed that on a investment call for a company. And, you know, they had four different speakers go through same presentation, just their portion of the slides. And there were contradictions between what they were saying. And we all know investment analysts, they find that and they pick right up on it. And okay. you're not going to get get you're not going to get a free pass with that. So they the question and answer period was a little tough afterwards because you could tell they hadn't compared notes with some of the things that they were doing. So that's some great advice there. One of the biggest things is obviously the pandemic has probably increased this, right? The more interactions that are happening online. So whether it's through social media or through LinkedIn, or it seems like every social media or website now is trying to communicate with people online, whether it's videos, certainly you're an example of that. What do we need to keep in mind if we are trying to reach out to customers through our website or through our social media? What, what are some things to, to keep in mind with communication? Yeah, absolutely, Dana. So a couple of things that I would throw out there. So one is in the context of what we could do on social, and the other context is what we can do on a Zoom call. So on a Zoom call, there's a couple of things that, that I'd love to note. So the first one is that if you want to have excellent eye contact in an online scenario, you need to actually keep looking in one direction. And that one direction is the camera lens on your laptop or on your PC. And the reason is because that is how you showcase to the other person who's looking on the other side of the screen that you're looking at them directly. I know it's, it sounds really bizarre counterintuitively, but that's how it goes versus in person where you moved your head to see other people's eyes. That doesn't work online. So you could put like a post-it note next to your, your camera lens. It could be, you know, look here or else. That's a fun one. I like that one. It could be like a favorite food, it could be your family. So it always forces you to always look in that direction. That's one piece. The other piece is energy. Let's face it. It's a lot easier to show up with energy when we're in person, Dana. But we need to learn to do it online because hybrid is the future. And we know this, especially in the investment community. A lot of people used to fly out hours to do deals. Now they're realizing, why, why am I spending 10 grand a business class ticket just to sign a, a paper when I could just do this online, save 10 grand? A lot of the investment firms, a lot of companies in general, are just being more pragmatic about these things. So a lot of more deals or in general, a lot of meetings that used to require a flight are going to be done virtually. So make sure that you're able to present with the same energy as you would have in person in the virtual side. And then the last tip, which is super simple, is make sure that every part of your background is, is succinct and sound. So easy way to do this, get some truth tellers. I call them truth tellers, basically people who are not afraid to tell you the truth and get on a Zoom call with them and have them just judge every nitpick, every little detail of your background to make sure that you actually sound well. And make sure you're not on mute. That's Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. phrase of the last few years, right? <laughs> on mute. <laughs> absolutely. Got it. So what about on social media? Yeah, absolutely. I just didn't want to go on a five minute monologue as I usually have done. <laughs> so the so the social media, what I would say is I always like to start with the easy wins. For me, the easy win is never social. Because I know if I say you should post on social media, if you don't, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's got us covered. You know, if you're not, if you're not listening to Gary V, you're probably not going to listen to me to get to post on social. But I will give you the the 80-20 rule that makes me a ton of money. 
Okay, and I'll give it to you for free, okay, on the podcast. All you got to do is send video messages to your existing clients, not new clients, not new prospects, just people that already believe in you and already love you. The best way to grow a business or really grow your relationships, your network is to over-invest in your winners, mm. over-invest in the winners. Whereas the problem, Dana, is we take our winners for granted. And I don't just mean that in the context of work. I mean that in the context of our families. I mean that in the context of our personal friends. We take our winners for granted. So what does that look like tactically? And I'll, I'll literally tell you what I did three weeks ago. So I have a list, 70 clients, maybe like 20, 30 of them are active currently. And the other are alumni, you know, they got what they needed, they're alumni. But I sent video messages to all 70 of them. It literally took me like an hour and a half. But boy, does it help with referability. Because after I send that video message, they always respond with a lot of them do. Oh, Brendan, I totally forgot to send you this person that I think you should talk to because the video message means so much to them. And I guarantee everyone's listening to this call ha- is, can make money doing this if they're a business owner simply because they've never done it, which means there's an upside. And so if I'm always doing it with my clients and I'm generating revenue off of it, for somebody who has never done it, who's a dad, that means you're at least, I mean, I don't want to discriminate either, but you're probably in your 30s, 40s, 50s. You're, you're probably not 20, that, which means you have, a, you have a mature network. You have more professionals in your network, which means for sure you're going to be able to to make more revenue. So, so for me, the easy 80-20 is not posting on social. It's actually sending video messages to really hot prospects or to existing clients and past clients as well. Yeah, it's a good way to demonstrate that value again. And then it puts you in their minds. And if, you know, to, your, to the example you gave that uh, if they had somebody that they wanted to refer you to, that now puts you at the top of their mind to do that again. Exactly. Very cool. So, we talk a lot about, you know, a lot of people, this almost comes more naturally to them. But then there are a lot of people that are introverted. They'll say, well, I'm never going to be able to get up there and, and communicate just because it's not who I am. Are there strategies that someone who is introverted can use to maybe not ever get to a point where they love doing it, but that they can be successful at it? Absolutely. You know, I always spin the introvert question, Dana, to actually argue the opposite. You know, what I found from my experience is introverts actually make better communicators than extroverts. And I'll prove it because I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this. Uh, potentially even you might say, oh, I don't think that's true. So, so let's go through the three things. The first one is introverts are exceptional at listening. As you can tell, I'm a great podcast host because I love to talk. I'm the most extroverted person you'll have on the show. I'm always talking, 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 which means I'm not spending enough time listening. Whereas you've done an exceptional job in this interview, just listening. And the advantage that introverts have is because they're better listeners, they have more information. And when you have more information, you're able to adapt to your audience more effectively than any other extrovert ever could. It took me a long time to master listening. And trust me, I'm still working on it. Number two, pausing. Pausing is the most foundational element of communication, where you take a breath to emphasize a point. This is extremely easy to coach introverts on because it's literally just a state of fact. I just sit them down and I go, there's a correlation between how you pause and how you speak. And they go, oh, really? And then they implement pausing 
almost instantaneously. Why? Because they speak less on average and they're comfortable in silence. They just don't know that it's tied to exceptional presentation skills. Whereas extroverts like me always want to fill up space. So let's say we're at a party, we're at an event, and there's a space. I want to ask you, oh, Dana, what'd you do last week? How's it? I'm always trying to fill up that space. Whereas an introvert, super comfortable keeping the pause there. They just need to know that correlation, which people now do because they're listening to this podcast. Number three, this is something that's not well known. Introverts are actually a lot more accessible as speakers than extroverts are. Let me give you an example with Gary Vaynerchuk. Love him or hate him. I personally love him. I love the work that he's done for the world. But a lot of people don't. You either like the guy or you don't. That's what extroverted speakers have is that they're super polarizing. You either like Gary or you don't like Gary. You either like Tony Robbins or you don't like Tony Robbins. But when it comes to introverted speakers, that's not true. And I'll give you the best example. And just saying this is illegal, by the way, the following statement, I hate Brene Brown. You can't say that. Just the fact that you say that puts you in jail, puts you in trouble, where the FBI is after you. And they're probably after me for saying this so many times. I don't hate Brene Brown, obviously. Brene Brown's exceptionally talented. But the point I want to drive is introverted speakers are often a lot less controversial and a lot more accessible to a wider audience. So what's the advice, Dana? The advice is understand your strengths as an introvert and triple down on them. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. You mentioned previously a book that you had read that made a powerful impact on you. Do you have any other book recommendations if people want to dive more into being a better communicator? Absolutely, Dana. I definitely think Thirst by Scott Harrison would be the only recommend I would give, only because uh, whenever I recommend more than one, as a podcast listener myself, I find that people don't buy multiple books, so they usually just buy one. So I would, I would recommend that. But I would say more importantly than the book, what the most important thing people should be doing is booking 15 minutes in their calendar tomorrow to do the random word exercise for five minutes mm. with their kids or with you know their nieces, nephews, to do five minutes of question drills and to do five minutes of video messages. If you just do this, I feel you'll have gotten the ROI for the time you invested listening to this episode. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great tip. Very nice. So what's next for you, Brendan? What, what do you got on your horizon? What, what are you continuing to work on in the future? Yeah, for sure, Dana. I would say for me, the my life mission is I want to help every human being on earth become exceptional communicators. And the reason is because I think communication is such an important skill that not only will help us increase our bottom lines and all those, those fun things, but help us lead a less desi- divisive society. You know, if a lot of us just got better at listening, if a lot of us just smiled more and had better conversations with people, the world would just be a better place. You know, we'd argue a lot less. You know, I always like to say, you know, whether whether you're left or you're right or you're up or you're down, you, you all eat at the same restaurants. You all right. go to the same movies. You always watch the same things. And I feel if more of us had those more intimate conversations, we had that skill set, the world would just be better. So, yeah, that's my long term mission. That's a great mission. You know, I always look at communication as we have lost in this society the ability to disagree and have a conversation when we disagree. And really, that's where this podcast for me came out of, because during the pandemic, I missed the ability to just sit down and have a conversation with people. And I felt like everybody was either had so much time or there was a health, you know, reason why we weren't getting together. But people were are missing out on such a valuable way to learn 
and such a valuable way to communicate. And that's just having conversations. And so that's where this came from. So I certainly appreciate having a few minutes to talk with you today, Brendan. Great conversation. Communication, no matter what form it takes, we can all be better at it. And I think as a people, we can all keep getting and improving every day. And certainly the things that you put into the tips and tricks that you've uh, outlined here today are going to be helpful for my audience and myself to get better in this critical area of communication. So appreciate your time. So everybody that's listening, check out his YouTube channel, Master Talk. Make sure you go there. You look for that. There's great content on there. You can subscribe. You can get his uh, video sent to you automatically if you subscribe. And then if you want to check out his website, it's rockstarcommunicator.com. Brendan, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Pleasure was absolutely mine. Thanks for the impact you're creating in the world, Dana. Thank you for joining us on our journey to learn about various topics. If you'd like to get in touch with the dad who knows nothing, connect with him at the dad who knows nothing on TikTok and Instagram or dad knows zero on Twitter. If you have a moment and you like this episode, drop us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great day and enjoy your journey through this game called life.